following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Field, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Victory Monday! Let's go! Cowboys win! Kurt! Yes! Kurt, Jesse, Shannon are all wrong on their picks. Something, there we go. You're looking live at Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Ford Center at the Star in Frisco Tech. Man, it's pretty out there today. It's hot as hell. It's 92 degrees. It feels like 97. The high today is 101 degrees, but the low tonight is an amazing 71 degrees. This this is that's nice. I can live with 71. 101. I don't want no part of that. I don't want no <laughs> part of that. that. And one name you shall not speaketh on this show today, Nate Newton. I don't want to hear Joey Bosa one time on this show cuz as all you could talk about last week, I don't want to hear it. Are you going to wait? Are you going Are you going to participate in the show or are you going to watch a game that's already over? You know what, man? What are you doing? This is you a Nate, this the Nate Newton show. I, no, I, I told Chris Beam, I said, "You know, I ought to just as soon as these three walk in and we start the show, I ought to just start over talking them, just loud talking them, just saying whatever. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. Why? Hmm. You know, I'm not going to do that. I want to hear y'all tell me why the Cowboys won the game. Oh. Because y'all sure could tell me why they were going to lose it. I had some theories. <laughs> you know, y'all can show some. I so like tell it. me, like tell me yeah. how they won the game. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I know how they won the game. So, but tell me, not you, Jesse. I don't need Mister Smartmouth. I need <laughs> this here, that there. Yeah. Special teams. This here, <laughs> that there. No, special teams didn't. That didn't do too much. <laughs> they kicked the field goal, won uh, the game, fifty-six yards. And damn, that cost us the game. Mm. I know. I know. Another special teams. Oh, yeah. No, and twenty. You want to go for? A, I think they did what what they needed to do and what they probably needed to do that first game is they ran the ball. They established the run. They didn't give up on it. It wasn't the guy we thought was going to run the ball. Which Yes, it was. It was still the guy we thought that who, was going to run the Pollard? ball. Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. You thought Z- Tony Pollard did. No, no, no. You no, have lost Z- your mind. You have <laughs> lost your mind. Okay. Okay, you, let me ask this right here. Okay. Did Zeke, was Zeke had negative yardage? No. No, he, he had okay, a good game. He, he, he had my boys back. 18 carries and 976 16 for 71. Yeah, yeah. So he still did his job. Tony Pollard just did a better job. Mm-hmm. See, the, the the thing is, they won the game. It was ugly. It was muddy. It was uh, a lot of inconsistencies. Like I was telling Jesse before you guys arrived, it's amazing, man. First down. You know, it's it's you know, they gained nothing. Second down, it's second in but about Four, six, a six. It's third down and and six. Then they get a penalty. It's third down and 16. And here come Keenan Allen running free somewhere. Here come Mike Williams. <laughs> so every time you do a hell of a job defensively, you put them right back in the game. That's why it was such a struggle. That's why it was muddy and ugly. It was just such a struggle. And then we wasn't firing too well because we had 76 yards in penalty. But what, what made the difference in this game, and we'll talk about it as we go, but what made the difference in this game is 
our red zone and goal-to-go offense, we scored two touchdowns. Their goal-to-go, they were scored only one touchdown. One for four in the red so, zone. Yeah. So, and that was 25%. So, what, what are you looking at? You did. You what was. Did you, you was nice. That HBCU mm-hmm. math, right there. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> what? What? This is what it is. When you go on the road, you cannot kick field goals with opportunities, especially when you're inside the ten. You have to score seven points because the home team can easily uh, seize momentum. And we saw that by they get a penalty, first down. They get a penalty, first down. And when you're at home, you're just comfortable, and you can do that. And I understand we had a bunch of fans there cheering and everything, but this was their home field. And so, uh, and then Kazee, Kazai, Kazee, wow. You know, you can laugh, but I tell you later right here, dude came up big in the end zone. Yeah. And then um, for a guy that wanted to hear from us, what not? <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Uh, hey, well, I'll be quiet, man. No, yeah, I don't right? want you. You got great points. You got great points. Keep going. This is I'm the loving day, it. I, I'm loving I, it. I said last night when this I'm game was over, it. you won't hear much from me tomorrow. This is going to be <laughs> the this show. Be a Nate-driven nah, show today. I love you, it. You made, you made, when we left Friday, you said emphatically. Miss Cleo. Mr. Cleo. Mr. Cleo. <laughs> you said emphatically on Friday, you said if we come back in here on Monday with a victory, it's going to be because of two things. It's red going to zone. Be because of our red zone scoring mm-hmm. and our red zone defense. And Terrence Steele and Terrence Steele blocked up Joey Bosa. You didn't Joey Bosa wasn't a game record. And by mm-hmm. golly, yeah. were you spot on? The Cowboys were efficient in the red zone and scored touchdowns. What was that dude's name on Saturday? On, was it Johnny Carson? The great Kreskin? Yeah. Yep. That's your new name. No, nah, man. <laughs> they showed a lot of my. So McCarthy. we want to hear more from you. This is your day, man. And this you, is your day. You know what? You're the only one that picked them to, to win. So, like. Well, I pick them to win every week. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you right here. But you got it right this yeah. week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you right here, man. Wilson, man. He won't be with us next year. Is his contract up? Donovan Wilson? No. Cedric Wilson. Cedric, Cedric Wilson. This dude with a big play. Somebody's going to pick him up. Oh, yes. Sir. Dude, that move. He Just talk about that that play. <laughs> he snatched some souls on that. <laughs> three, three, one, Ooh. and then three, right? Yeah. I'm like, he snatched some that ankles, was like some, some souls. That was some schoolyard stuff. You put that on your highlight first. Like, yeah. he snatched some <laughs> souls up with that one. He snatched some souls up with that Did that make you football one. horny? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> About ripped through the threads. Oh. About ripped right through the threads at Texas Live. That was it. Almost was, it almost was ugly in there. Oh man, Kurt, what was the what what was the biggest what what'd you take from the game? Well, I, like you had just mentioned, I mean, the, I was happy to see a little more balance on offense. I think people were, but they they took what they gave them on offense. They they knew the running game was working. It was nice to see Pollard. Used more, I think everybody's been kind of calling that for that for a little bit, and definitely it's not a situation where he's going to replace Zeke. But you like that change up, that burst that he provides going around the end and, and some of the short passes. So that was fun to see. And then the defense, you know, it's kind of that old bend but don't break, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some people could say maybe the Chargers gave it to us, but you know what, the the Cowboys took it. You know, if they're mm. going to give it to us, we'll take it. So. Yeah, and that hadn't always that hadn't always been no. the case. In the I mean, past. you could say maybe the week before that happened, so they had a chance to to beat Tampa and didn't take it. So, 
That was nice to see. It was, I, it was ugly and dirty, but they got it. Yeah, I think one of the most encouraging things through two games of the season is they're getting turnovers. Yeah, and you six. can and you can say that you can say that you know in the Tampa Bay game it was oh it was two of them were flukes and they shouldn't have but the old Cowboys wouldn't have gotten those mm-hmm. like they're getting them like you remember how long there were seasons where we would go a whole season without an interception like and we've had <laughs> how many now how many interceptions have they had is it four four mm-hmm. in two games yeah like that's. That's a big deal. That's guys being yeah. around the ball, and I, I think, and I think this is just the, like just the beginning. Like I, you got a bunch of young, hungry guys that are in the right place at the right time, and that's one of the things I'm. I, that's really jumped out to me is yeah, it's ugly, it's dirty, but yeah. if you don't have those turnovers, you don't win. You don't win that game. Yeah, you don't win. And, and, and it, I'm gonna tell you, I'm tell you. I, you know, uh, last week, like I said, man, I, I got almost sick. I mean, everybody, man, it was a great game last week. Man, I, I, we lost. <laughs> now, 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 you know, you turn on the national broadcast. Oh, man, McCarthy could have blew. We won the game, bro. I want to call in and say, look at him, man. Shut up. We won a game on the road. I, I think it's a, a, a decent defense. Against a nice offense, it's a quality team. Yeah. The Chargers are a quality yeah. team. And, and so I, I'm saying to myself, why, why is it when we lose, you, everybody's trying to find reasons to feel good, and when we win, you, everybody's trying to find reasons to feel bad. I mean, Coach Madden told me one time, give me an ugly law, an ugly uh, win, and I coach my team up. But don't, don't, I don't want to lose somebody that was pretty. He, how? <laughs> How's a loss pretty? Because at the end of the year, if you have more losses, these people getting fired, these guys changing teams. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, I'm tell you, that Parson kid, man, I like Coach Quinn. He called that out on Sunday, two hours, three hours for the game. Hey, man, we're going to use Parsons at the, um, at the defensive end. I'm like on the show like, oh, yeah, that's just, yeah, maybe two or three. And he didn't start off that great, Ooh, man. And, but he got – Better as the game went, it's like he he, he figured they, it out. He, right. they, what, what he well, said, they also switched him to the left side, didn't yeah, they? Bro, got him he away figured from it the out. Sewell. He pulled a veteran move. <laughs> Slater, yeah, Slater. He, yeah. He, he pulled a veteran move. Like, like uh, coach, uh, uh, this dude over here at the left side, uh, it ain't no, working. No, let me go over here and get some of this balaga. I can eat me some bologna over there. You know what I'm saying? Did y'all hear him after the game? Like he was talking about, like I, I don't want to come out. Of, of any play, like they, I feel like I'm just getting warmed up, and I'm like, Coach, why are you taking me out? Like yeah. this guy loves football, man. He's young. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. He's man. young. <laughs> you know, it's just that youthful energy. You just want to just go, 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 go. Yeah. Don't take me out, Coach. Yeah. You, we'll see. You what, we'll more, see five, more. six years from now. You be like, Hey, I don't need a practice day off. I'm good. I want yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. practice and it's like, mm, I but see, it. that's the thing about it. As you earn the stripes. Then I understand you don't may, may not get as many practice days, but I'm telling you, Jason Pierre-Paul last last week, the defensive end for the Bucks, you saw him with his hands on his hip, you saw him taking a knee. He wasn't coming out of that game, man. Mm-hmm. He went. You saw one player like man, you know, he looked at him like man, this thing coming down to the wire. I ain't coming out of the game. Players don't want to come out of games. That's what they practice for. That's what they say they body for. They gonna they gonna stay in the game, like you say. Five years from now, 
man, what happened to Parsons? He ain't practicing. Parsons build up, kicking it with the fellas. Because <laughs> he's smarter. He's smarter. You see, he's he recovering. And so, you know, wow. But, you know, you also kind of just piecing things together when you saw with Parsons. Um, he put some work in this offseason with DeMarcus Ware as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but Micah Parsons is one of those dudes where – and everybody's comparing now, like, well, we could have had Rashawn Slater, or we could have had so on. So, like, Micah Parsons is, is 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 it's early, but he's making a bid for, I'm just a baller, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you got ballers on your team, you can do so many things with them. And his success yesterday, there are times when coaches go into games. And they don't quite really know what to expect from a certain thing that may not be the norm. But then when you have success, you go, I can take this and package just for later. Like, I can take this and now go, I can go back to the lab from Dan Quinn and say, all right, how can I put packages together Mm -hmm. to get this dude to rush from the end spot? Now, I don't think Michael Parsons is your rush in. Right, right. Honestly... He's played up against a backup center. I mean, a backup left, right tackle. I think when you have to go up against starters for a large majority of the time, you'll find yourself in more stalemates than you being able to be as dominant as you were yesterday with the pressures. But as a coach, I now go, okay, I have a package. And it may be three or four plays where I'm, I'm using him at this position. And now I can come up with these exotic – we hear all the time about these exotic pitches and things like that. Micah Parsons has given you another reason to get back in your lab and kind of draw some more kind of crazy things up for different opponents throughout the year. There's going to come a point in time when you play the Kansas City Chiefs when I'm going to need number 11 to get to Patrick Mahomes. Because all that, you saw what he did last night when he's running around and, and whirly dirly and all that kind of stuff. Our DBs can't hold up for three seconds. Yeah. Some of them. Trayvon Diggs is fine. There's some others. That can't hold up for three. And with Patrick Mahomes is doing all this whirly-durly, and you got Kelsey, and you got Pringle, and you got Tyreek Hill, and they all run all over the place, and he can go, shoot. I'm going to need somebody to get to him quickly. So on all certain downs, hey, we worked on this package. Micah, go get him. So this isn't, isn't something that you would maybe start gearing to make a permanent? No, 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 no. no. Because you, what you don't want to do – it's take away his playmaking ability. Right. You know, uh, it's better tackles than what he played last night. You know, you know, he did a hell of a job on what he did last night. You want him sideline to sideline because he can do more than just sack a quarterback. He can break up some passes. He can make some big hits to turn the game around. So you want him in the middle of the field or close to the middle of the field as possible so he can take advantage of his athletic skills. You don't want to just lock him down to one side. You know, he he more than like you say, coach got now. Coach can say, "All right, we ain't got to play defense man this week because our guys can do this." Yeah, uh, we may need you at Mike linebacker. See, and another thing and he has before done before you start that as well. We had a situation last week where three of our top guys were on the sideline because they needed to blow. Yeah, right now I know. Okay, Tank needs a blow, or or Randy needs a blow. Okay, it's third down, Micah. Go you go, go you know, you you go now, yeah. and you know what I'm saying. So sometimes you 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 he he's giving you a little bit more. It's two. It's two. It's two. There we go. No, yep. You got Nate. What you covering up for? See, see, what you saying ain't right. 
what what uh, what you saying ain't right. It's funny to me. I've never been where it's the, oh. the heat of the game. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> And you got some poodles over there on the sideline, oh. and you got a dog out there on the field. I'm, I'm calling it hot. What this is what he's saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this dude over here need a break. This dude over here need a break. But this dude over here don't need a break. And don't want. What, break. What's the difference now? And and that and I'm a. You took away what I was finna say. Now guess what, y'all? He just made two people better yesterday. He made uh, Leighton better. And he made number nine better. Because you know why? Because he ain't accepting mediocrity. He, is that No, nah, you was good. Don't, don't yeah. stop. You were good. You <laughs> he were ain't good. accepting it. When you don't accept that, see, the culture in the room changes. Number one, Quinn. Number two, this guy right here. He's not accepting the, uh, the foolery that we've been playing under. See you got to want to be on the field. I ain't never seen Charles Haley not be on the field. Chris, come plug Nate's headphones nah, back I in. I got this thing, Chris. I got, I, have you, I've, never, I've never seen Charles Haley not be on the field yeah. in critical times. I've never seen not seen Deion Sanders be on the field in critical times. So when I see dudes standing up on the sideline talking about, and it's, and it's goal to go, uh, you're on inside your, your 20, you over there on the sideline, you making sure the world see you tired? What did you do in training camp? No, nah, bro, I'm, I'm, that's sad. That's, that's a great. Sad, not, that's a great point that you made. Like, that's a fantastic point. That the talking about culture change when 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 that level of play is done by a young player. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. now you look around the room and saying, wait a second, this dude he ain't even yeah. in his first year. They didn't move him to DN. He had success. He's killing that linebacker. He's playing and got a sack. Playing everywhere. Mm-hmm. They playing him everywhere. Now as a player, you got to start saying, this dude is showing us up. Yeah. You know, not in the not in a bad way, but you got to you got to competition you rises up. Yeah. You got a dog now, and and when you don't match that level, you stick out like a sore thumb, yeah. and that will be the determining factor whether you're on this team or you aren't on this team. Is like, are you doing as much as this young kid? Yeah, yeah I know you're the four or five year vet here, but this dude who's been here for six months, he learned a, he learned a brand new position in three days. <laughs> you see his quote after the game? He said, uh, I think we should have won last week. We're supposed to win. Our expectation is to win. I don't think we've heard that kind of talk. But, you know, when you look at the film, you see uh, (laughs) you you see these kids (laughs) we we hope it's changing. Mm -hmm. We we hope it's changing. It's just one game. Now, now Now, Jesse, this is where it comes in. If you for real, Philadelphia should get slaughtered. Should kill them because they come in here. You at home, you can do your thing. You know, uh, we'll have Gregory back, so that kicks uh, uh, Dorrance over. Mm-hmm. And so now we got a regular rotation with Basham and with uh, Bradley Arnett. Mm-hmm. So now we got everybody back in place. You know, except one guy that's D Law, but we we got everybody back. Now we can put this dude back in the middle of the field. Number 11, Parson, so he can start just making plays all over the place. Because you remember last week, it been a long time since we seen a dude just blitz up in a hole and hit a, back, hit a running back for a loss. Just cold stopping. And so, can you imagine if you can you imagine if I'm a coach? And Chris, you need I need my thing coming down. <laughs> if, if, can you imagine as a coach? He pulled his headphones. You got to go five or six games. 
you got to go five or six games before you see a dude get hit in the backfield for a loss. Or you got to go five or six games and you don't see an interception. You don't even see a fumble. Now we got, what, six in two games? Now fumbles come in bunches, turnovers come in bunches, but you saw it yesterday. I'm talking about an ugly, dirty, Hog wallowing game. This was not. This was not pretty. And like a couple of times, Parson, boom, boom, boom. He he found a move that he liked because that's being young. But he got to know. Boom. When you when you hit that inside and you you see a clear pass, you still got to bend your way back outside to keep that quarterback in the pocket. You know. But one thing he did do is he took the quarterback off the spot. He took even though this kid is awesome. This kid hmm. Herbert is Herbert, awesome. Yeah. He's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh. You, we got pressure all day long, man. We didn't have pressure all day long. Now, the offensive line may be better. Uh, Tampa offensive line may be better. I think it's more about Brady than their offensive line. But when you look at them, man, you just see them playing hard. And it's been only two games, so I, I'm still waiting. Two more games. And we'll know if these dudes are real. Let's take our first break. When we come back, Jesse, I want to know what you thought about the uh, offensive game plan. And then, Nate, let's talk about the young guys. Yeah, Pollard. A lot of new young guys. I'm talking about on defense, how those guys did. When we come back. I'm looking at the film. As on Hanging with the Boys. Honey, Josh, big I... news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to hanging with the boys. 
Welcome back to the show, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniel, Shannon Gross, and let me tell you guys about Rally Days. Head to AT&T Stadium on Sunday, September 26th, because we have a home game. Finally. To experience the first Rally Day of the season presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on your Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium, autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Dallas Cowboys alumni, ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and more. Check out the brand new Miller Lighthouse and get excited for kickoff on Monday. Visit attstadium.com for tickets and more information. All right. Jesse. What did you think about the offensive game plan? I loved it. What did you love about it? It looked different to me. And, you know, on the field it looks completely different than on TV or up high in the stadium. But it just looked to me like they were doing different formations. I like how they got Pollard involved. Like it just, it just looked and felt different to me. What did you like about it? And if you go back and you watch Kellen – Moore's career here in Dallas, he does this thing almost Jason Garrett-ish. And I don't want to put anyone in the Jason Garrett category, but Kellen Moore will come up with one of these game plans and call one of these games, and you'd be like, God, I see why the Joneses do like you. Mm-hmm. And then the next game he'll go, do you not take the Boise State job. <laughs> Just get out of here and take the Boise State job. <laughs> and this is one of those games where you got to give Kellen Moore a ton of credit. Mm-hmm. He called a masterful game from Tony Pollard played 16 total snaps. He touched the ball on 12. Hmm. If you're going to play him, give him the ball. Give him the ball. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't just have him out there to have him out there, have him out there with a purpose. And he gave him the ball, and it worked. Spread the ball around to uh, Dak had one, two, three, four, five, six, six, hit seven different receivers yesterday. At least seven different receivers had two passes or more. And it wasn't, you know, and you'll have those games where Amari goes off for a buck 30 or CD goes off for a buck 30. But it was, this is what balance looks like. I know that he came out last week and said, you know, balances, whatever, we come sometime. And I, I, I am not a fan of, oh, we took what the defense gave you, we gave us. Mm-hmm. You can be the aggressor and make the defense change. Mm-hmm. You can be that. I thought yesterday they did a, he did a wonderful job of mixing in. Um, Zeke touched the ball, 16 rushes, 71 yards. And it t- everybody was involved. And that kept the Chargers off balance. Because when you're giving the ball to CeeDee Lamb out of the backfield, you're giving it to him on out routes, you're giving it to, to Amari Cooper, and you're hitting Blake Jarwin, you're hitting Dalton Schultz, you're hitting, you know, everybody's getting involved. It's so hard to pinpoint and key in on one specific player. And now your playbook is so much more fluid and so much more open. And he showed that yesterday. The point total wasn't what we wanted 20 points, and, and it kind of, you know, the Mickey curse was broken. This is the first time since 2018, week 13 against the Saints, that the Cowboys actually won a game when not scoring 30 points. So that's a big deal. And on the road. And that's on the a road. Big deal. The Mickey yeah. curse is now broken. They're fixed. They can kind of do things, mm-hmm. you know, normally now. But this was one of those games where this was teach tape. This was teach tape. Your right tackle is out. You're playing against Joey Bosa. 
you know, you, you have to make sure that you control the clock, be efficient, um, be efficient on third downs. We talked about it last week, be efficient in the red zone. And they, they were all of those things when it came down for it to be, you know, yeah. game time. And, and, and this, is, this is one of those games where Kellen Moore can take this game, put this in your resume. Like, put this in your resume of how you go out on the road against a quality football team, down a lot of players offensively and defensively, down number three receiver, I'm down my starting right tackle, we're down some guys on defense, and I can come in and call a masterful game, and we get it out of there with the victory. So I I was pleased. I was pleased. And and even on how they did things where when it came to Terrence Steele, there were some matchups one-on-one. But they chipped. They used a tight end. They doubled him. He he just was calling. He, he got into a rhythm. He got he was like Steph Curry. He got into that shooting rhythm, and he called a good game across the board. And so, got to give some credit to 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 yeah. Kellen Moore. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he called a good game the first game, pretty you know against Tampa, pretty much too. I mean, do you think that he's now because when he started out, you you were right. We we were like, man, he's got some growing pains here. You know, is he going to figure this out? And and we got to kind of we talked. I think about you got to got to live through this stage of him growing mm-hmm. and learning. Is he there now? Is he is he reaching that point where he's, you know, Romo said yesterday on the broadcast he's going to be a head coach next year or something like that. I mean, do you I think he's, <clears throat> he's reaching that level now or he's – I tell you what, I tell you what, Dak is reaching that level. Hmm. Because what they have discussed and what they have talked about and the options he's given him and allowing Dak, Dak is, is – is, they're thinking one and the same. Just I would rather for you to expand on that. For a quarterback, uh, a coordinator relationship, because if Dak ain't seeing it, ain't feeling it, you know, and putting it in the back in the best, you know, position, you know, we will still be talking kind of crazy about Kellum. Mm. What you think, man? And then I want to say this before we get away. Y'all said this last year, and I didn't agree with it, but that right guard, he he calms everything. The yeah. president calms mm-hmm. it. I'm here, court adjourned. Let's go. I'll say quickly this one. Zach Martin had a play yesterday where Terrence Steele actually got beat inside. Yeah. And it was going to be a sack. Zach Martin hits his guy, holds him off with his left hand, turns back and sees Joey Bosa coming and hits him with his right hand. <laughs> and, like, he literally has two guys, two 280-plus-pound two, two dudes, one on his yeah. left arm, one on his right arm, and he's falling back. But it was it was that just presence, enough. Mm. just enough time to hold those guys to get the pass off to where it wasn't a sack. Because Joey Bosa was coming, and I was just like, "This is why you leave him right where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> you leave him right there because of moments like this." Yeah. He was like, "Yo, I'm strong on inside with my own guy. Oh snap! Let me let me let me let me remember. I got Terrence still out here one on one. Boom! Just gave him a little shock. It was just a little. It was just enough to hold him up to get the pass off. Yeah, that- was a Zeke's touchdown where he just followed Martin right, right up his yeah. butt. You know, that just dude beautiful. I mean, it's that nice to see. You know, you think, well, maybe Biotis had a <laughs> he better followed game. followed him but where, man? man? Martin next to him. He yeah. followed him where? Up, up the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good old, old right-up-the-butt play. Everybody's yeah, a big wow. fan he, of the right-up-the-butt play. You had a bunch of those, play. you know, in the he days. followed right yeah, he, behind Yeah, him. he followed behind me. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my butt probably could swallow. <laughs> like, like, like Jerry saying, like Jerry said, I like the pain. Put it in there. Oh, Put it up in that. there. Don't do that. Oh, uh, what'd you, Nate, what would you see out of, of Terrence Steele? I know you, you – you, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna be honest. I be looking at trying to look at the whole game. Mm-hmm. 
if Bosa would have been effective, like we talked about this uh, Friday, it's it's the first quarter with defensive players. It's the first quarter to the middle of the second quarter. If you can keep them out of there, uh, just a little bit of the steam gets off of them. He kept him out of there. And they collectively kept him out of there. So I, I didn't worry about Steele after a while. And I'm telling you, Dak is – he ain't messing around. You know, he putting that ball with great anticipation where he need. So it never came to – see, now I'm looking at Steele. You know, I laughed one time because, you know, he's supposed to do a down block and Murray dang that killed, killed Zeke for a loss. <laughs> and, you know, it, when you're not confident, which – a lot of times, still, still trying to get his confidence intact, in and when you miss a block, you just look like you lost. Like, oh god, you know. And so I, I'm looking at him. A lot of times, he look confident. When you're confident, you know you can tell. You know, you shake a person or you push him. You know, when he confident, you can tell. But when he mess up, you can tell that too. You know. Yeah. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back. We'll talk some more. We'll talk about the young guys on defense, Nate. What did you see on the defensive line? And Jesse, CeeDee Lamb, did he redeem himself this week? When we come back. Well, hang it with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package, our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the show. Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, Shannon Gross. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse, your tailgate just got jealous. 
And tonight, I get the honor of co-hosting Cowboys Hour with the legendary Brad Sham, and we will have Terrell Basham on the show. So if y'all want any questions from Terrell Basham, Basham, let me know. Speaking of Basham. It's a quality name. To be a DJ. You be wanting like a game out there that you need like two sacks. That's a quality. You know, two sacks, a couple of hits. I mean, man, I bash him, bro. I just bash him. Like, you think about marketing, like, if you become a star, your last name, your your defensive end, and your last name is Basham, the marketing dollars for that would be crazy. The Bash brother. Oh, my God. You just so many ways you can go with that. Nate, what'd you think about the young guys? Some questions, hustle, questions going into the game. They hustle. You got you got Armstrong. You're, they only gave him 95 yards rushing. That's big, huh? That's, that was a team yeah. thing. They hustled, man. You know, like I say, you know, you're looking at the game as a whole, you know, and I'm, you know, I next the next day you really start looking at it, you know. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a whole, they just, they just hustled. They played hard. They did what they had to do. For the most part. The inside stuff was handled a couple of times. Uh, Austin Eckler got kind of to the outside, right outside with the tackles. So that means our defense ends weren't holding up as strong as they should have, you know. And then they missed a few blocks too. But and we got to get better on the coverage, covering them backs. And but it's just something about a back coming out of the backfield, mm. like we're allergic to those folks, <laughs> you know. What do you think about CD? Did he redeem himself? No. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, he played. He was average in this game. I mean, outside of he had a 34-yard scamper right before the half. Mm-hmm. Take that away, it's eight catches for 40-something yards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, but he did what he needed to do. Uh, again, the drops for him have to stop. Like, just in general, you had nine drops last year. You got three already this year. You got a long way to go. So for him, you got to just be more consistent when you when you when it comes time to catch the football. Like he did what he needed to do in this game. It, it wasn't no one did any outside of Tony Pollard offensively. No one did anything like spectacular. Mm-hmm. Everyone did exactly what you needed them to do when you needed them to do it, and that was that was key, right? Dak didn't. Dak wasn't Herculean. He was two hundred thirty some yards. You know, Tony Pollard was the one that kind of had the you know the really big game, but everybody else, you know, CD, all of those guys, they were all kind of ho hum. This was a ho hum game. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. you got, you got in. It was gritty. It was ugly. You muddied it up a little bit, and you walked out of there with a three point victory. You did what you needed to do to win, right? And I'm I'm much. Nate said it earlier. See, I'd see, much see, rather see. come into the meeting room on Monday with the dub. Ugly, see right here. See right here. See right here. Yeah. See, you can tell he did a good job. Look at. Oh, he shoved Joy. You know, he, he, you know, when you do a good, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Explain what you showed because you didn't, you didn't share with the whole class. You just yeah. shared with your, well, with your buddy well, over there. You know, no, no, I'm just saying. The block he missed where Murray came in, he kind of like was just stumbling around. But right here, what I was showing, You're talking Jesse, about Terrence Steele. That was yeah. said. He had him locked up and stopped. And when he got through, you know, Joy was getting ready to just turn around, walk away. He just shoved him. You know, the confidence. You know, I block you, man. The great Joey Boza. You know, now we don't want to face them again because Joey may remember that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But for this game here, man, uh, and I'm not going to go overboard because we got 15 more. Hmm. We got 15 more. And I'm hoping somehow, someway, Mr. Jones can fight through this with Lyle and find out what's really going on so we can get him back. And then we we got our swing tackle in this young kid right here. And, and here is the 
the good part. You're going to face a good defensive front this week, right? Your boy. You, you love him. Yes, sir. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. Right? And, and, and they got – Graham sweat. got hurt, though, maybe. You got he? Sweat and you got, you know, Brandon, Ingram, Brandon Graham. Yeah. He, so got, got, he was hurt. Did he, is he – Who, Fletcher Cox? No, Graham. I thought he got hurt. I thought I heard he got hurt in that game. But oh, Google, I, I, I haven't sure, checked. Yeah, I haven't sure. checked. Google it, Kurt. But, Google. you know, you, you, have, you have an opportunity in the next couple of weeks – to kind of continue to build on Terrence Steele. You have an opportunity to, you know, play against Philadelphia, play against Carolina, and then I forget who's after, who's after Carolina. Um, but none of those guys have this a Joey Boza mm-hmm. or a, you know, someone who is going to, you know, wreak havoc in, in, a, in a football game. So you have a chance for Terrence Steele to continue to his progression of growth and confidence and playing well mm-hmm. until Lyle comes back. Graham out for the season with Achilles. Mm. Wow. Oh, well. Dang. <clears throat> yeah. Sucks yeah, for them. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo for us. <laughs> um, but defensively, I, I, I want to say this before we before we do close. Defensively, I want to give these guys some credit. Because when you're down your two studs and you have to now, and you're down your starting safety, and you kind of have to make some adjustments, those guys stepped because yeah, uh, Jaron Curse. Talk about them more tomorrow. Um, a lot of those guys, and what you also did was when you when you when you're Jaron Curse and you played as well as you played, you helped yourself out, but you've also helped your team out because now when Britt Brown and those guys go in and say, you know what, we don't we don't have to kind of push this healing process faster than we want to. Hmm. Now we can kind of you've you've given us another week because of the way that you played, Jaron Curse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've given us another chance to let these guys fully heal. So now when you come back, now we got you fully healthy, and now we have a rotation of guys that we can use in a multitude of ways because you're going to come to a point where maybe against the Chiefs that you're going to probably need more skill cover guys than you do big fat guys. Yeah. When you got to face those guys and all that speed, and now maybe I can come down there and have uh, you know, J-Ron play big nickel. I'm sorry, play small nickel, right? Well, big nickel, however you want to call it, where J. Ron Curse maybe plays that linebacker spot where I can now cover some tight ends and cover some speed across the field. But those young guys on defense outside of Anthony Brown, who is becoming a weekly discussion on what do we do with Anthony Brown, because even on the touchdown that he gave up, it's DB 101. Okay, you're already 10 yards off for whatever reason. I have no idea. Then – when you come down to break down and make the tackle, you always learn you want to send them back inside. There's no need for you to break down and dive inside and let them go outside where you have absolutely no help. You at least take the outside away and make them have to run back inside to where the cavalry was coming from. But hats off to Dan Quinn for being able to put together a scheme. We talked about it. You know, manufacture pressure. How will we do it? He did it in various uh, ways with you saw J. Ron Curse. You saw... Kazee, you saw Micah, you saw Jalen, you saw Leighton. He was bringing it from many different angles. And that's a credit to those guys being coached up, taking the coaching, and bringing it to the football game. I, I tell you what, watch out for Curse. Yeah. You know, I, you know who breaks them down? The DBs? Curse. You know who's giving them the pump-up speech pregame? Curse. Hmm. Like he's he's becoming he's, he's becoming kind of a leader. leader. Back there. Yeah, yeah. Surprised me. Like That's he good. he took control of you know the pregame huddles and yeah. Well, I, you know they, you're talking about the young guys on defense. Maybe tomorrow we. I thought some of the veterans were stepped up. I mean, 
LVE had a pretty good game. You know, Jalen hadn't led the team in tackles. Both, you know, all, the, all three about, safeties. It's I something mean, about that bench that do something to yeah, you. Yeah. It's something and, about that bench that'll yeah, change. That, that pine will change your mind. That, that, might, they, you know, that pine they, will change your mind. He interviewed, uh, they interviewed Jalen Smith, and he didn't have the same speech when they interviewed him in the pregame. I'm always ready. I'm ready to go. I mean, you can see him. He wasn't happy. And that was good. He wasn't smiling and cheesing, you know. No swipe. Oh uh, I man, he, he, I'm always ready. I'm a dominant player. I'm like, oh, I don't know about the dominant, but I know you gonna be ready. I know <laughs> you gonna be that ready. Pine. That pine, that yeah. pine, do something to you, boy. That <laughs> yeah. pine will change your mind. It will have you playing, <laughs> thinking different. A lot of stars out at the game too. Oh Who yeah, that, yeah. Conor McGregor, Ben Simmons, J.R. Smith, Sean O'Malley. Magic Johnson, LeBron, Post Malone, Josh Duhamel, although he's a Vikings fan. Jamie Foxx was there. They put Jamie Foxx on the video board, and we were all just like, you know he's like the biggest Cowboy fan ever. How many many people you think there were were there who would be actual – this is L.A. now. Who who's there because they actually like football, like the Cowboys or the Chargers, or who was there because – it's L.A., it's a football like game. super yeah. celebrities or just yeah, like normal celebrity, people? Celebrity, celebrity. So I know J.R. Smith is a huge Cowboys fan. I do know that, too. That's my. That's a good friend of mine, John, Smith. John yeah. Wall was there. He's a huge Cowboys fan. Um, Jamie Foxx, huge Cowboys fan. Post Malone, huge mm-hmm. Cowboys fan. Sean O'Malley was just there because I think they're mar- their marketing agency. He's he's one of the up-and-coming UFC guys. Connor was there just because he's it's L.A. and scene. it's yeah the scene. Um, he didn't punch anybody. It's like every time he goes somewhere, he's punching. LeBron people. kind of disowned us a while back, but he was at the game. He doesn't support us publicly, publicly with yeah. wearing gear and stuff. He's kind of a Browns fan now, but um, but I think he he had an interest because he grew up a Cowboys fan. And uh, I heard Chris Paul was there. I didn't see him. I heard he was on the other side of the field. He's a huge Cowboys fan. So a lot of those people were. Did you rub some elbows. You you know get to talk no, to him. No, I met Jr. Said hi to Jr. because he was in the suite with the with some some people that I knew. So I said hi to him and Sean O'Malley and Ben Simmons. But I I could have gone and bothered those guys to do like some social content. But they're there enjoying the game. I didn't want to go. Yeah, don't be that guy. Like hey, <laughs> you do this for the Cowboys Instagram. Like I was just like man, yeah, y'all don't be that guy. Y'all enjoy the game. I'll, we don't be that some, guy. We need something we'll DM you later. Just enjoy it. So <laughs> it was it was a cool scene. That that stadium that stadium's nice, man. Yeah. It's so, it's a dome, and Beam was telling me he read where they dug 150 feet down because it's so close to the airport that they couldn't have the dome. Um, It's like three miles from the airport, so they dug 150 feet down, and so you're looking up to the top of the stadium, and that's like field level. Hmm. I mean, that's like ground level, but it's man, it's really the lighting's beautiful. It's it's domed, but the but the sides are all open, so you get that California air and that little breeze, and it's they just need to get the clocks fixed, apparently. Yeah, something like that. Did y'all hear Zeke's pre post game speech? They asked him something about the clock and McCarthy, and he goes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to it. It's yeah. actually hilarious. So, all right, fellas. Kurt, good yes, seeing sir. you, man. Jesse, thanks for bringing it. Nate, got that dub, baby. You, you're doing better than we are this year so far. Tell you something. We man. got a game back. Are oh, you trying to act Let's like you're, so, you're not you're excited? You're not excited? He's so excited. Oh, he's inside. Cool. He's so, Ooh, bro, I'm, no, I'm excited. He's I'm, trying I'm not ex- to be super I, fan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am a super fan. Super homie, super everything, cowboy. You see? 
win, lose, or draw, I'm coming every I'm coming every day with mine. Every day. I don't I don't change up. Every day. Tomorrow, call us, 888-855-2297. We'll take some phone calls. We'll take some tweets. We will rehash this Cowboys victory. Let's enjoy it one more day. Victory Monday. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the We're air. We're going to have game balls will tomorrow you? for certain players. Yeah, let's, you want to do that? Game balls tomorrow for certain let's players. Let's do it. Chris, thanks for keeping us going. William, thanks for keeping the live streams up. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Hang with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!